two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we had three posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we highlighted a study where the authors concluded that over half of collegiate athletes believe that chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE, is caused by a premature return to play or multiple concussions, which suggests concussion education programs need to be updated. In the second post, we reported on a study where the authors reported that injury prevention programs in sports can offer substantial cost savings. Finally, in the third post, we reported on a paper where the authors described that parents in the United States believe that sports specialization is very important to sports success. If we take a closer look at that third post, we find that the authors completed a cross-sectional survey of a national representative sample of parents to describe the knowledge, attitudes, and beliefs of sports specialization and the availability of athletic scholarships. The researchers recruited over 800 parents of youth basketball players from Qualtrics online samples using market research panels. They recruited a study sample that reflected the distribution of race and ethnicity within the United States. Parents answered a questionnaire about demographics, child basketball participation, including sports specialization, and parents' attitudes regarding sports specialization and availability of basketball scholarships. Sports specialization and household income were categorized as either low, moderate, or high. Overall, 805 parents fully completed the questionnaire. One in four children were highly specialized in basketball. 32% of respondents believed that sports specialization was problematic, and 42% believed that specialization increased the risk of injury. Interestingly, a majority of parents believed that specialization increased their child's chances of improving at basketball, making a high school team, or making a college team. When asked about the availability of scholarships, parents underestimated the number of available scholarships at the NCAA Division I and II. However, they overestimated the number of scholarships at the NCAA Division III level. Finally, higher-income parents more often reported their child as highly specialized than parents reporting middle or low income. Overall, the data from this study supports a growing body of literature showing a troubling situation that parents believe sports specialization will lead to success. Furthermore, less than half of parents believe that sports specialization is a problem or increases the risk of injury. These findings highlight a failure to educate parents, leading to tremendous pressure on children and their bodies. This study also demonstrates that educational efforts should address the overwhelming perception that sports specialization is needed to succeed in a sport. 
it would be interesting to see whether these results differ among parents of different socioeconomic statuses. In conclusion, the sports medicine community needs to develop public health messaging that describes alternative strategies to improve performance without increasing the risk of burnout or injury. Clinicians can also help educate their local sports communities about the pros and cons of sports specialization. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a paper where the authors concluded that team compliance with injury prevention programs varied by sport and was below the recommended number of sessions per week needed to reduce injury. Removal of implementation barriers and improved support from coaches are needed at all levels of play for injury prevention programs to be effective. I don't often break from the script of these podcast episodes, but I think it's worth taking a moment to think about what these articles mean to us from a bigger picture. For example, despite years of discussing the consequences of sports specialization, the beliefs of parents are still persisting to think that it is needed in order for their child to succeed in sport. Furthermore, we also saw in one of the early posts that I discussed that our concussion education is failing to overcome the background noise that is confusing our target audience about their risk of developing CTE. And then finally, we just heard that while injury prevention programs can save us money and reduce the risk of injury, they're not being implemented. And when they are being implemented, they're not being performed the way they should be. This highlights that there is a need for us as a sports medicine community to really step up our game, to improve our public health messaging when it comes to concussions, sports specialization, and injury prevention programs. It is clear that many of us are stretched thin, but if we fail to implement these basic public health messaging, then we'll continue to be in this vicious cycle Because if we're able to convince parents the pros and cons of sports specialization, then this may help us reduce the risk of injury. Furthermore, if we can improve our education about concussions, we may improve reporting and management of those injuries. And finally, if we can implement those injury prevention programs, which we know can reduce over 50% of injuries if adhered to, then that could also reduce the burden on the healthcare system specifically within sports medicine. There is a need for us to look more carefully at how we perform our education to the public within our local communities and to identify strategies for us to improve that communication and outreach to the parents, the coaches, and the athletes so that we can ensure that our patients are well-informed and making the correct choices and are in the best situation to participate in sports safely and to optimize their long-term wellness. If you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our nine online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. These include courses on sports concussion and injury prevention programs. We will have links to our summaries of and the courses and the article on our website and in the show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We will be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, 
Have a fun one.